Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me on the Word Podcast. We continue to look in the Gospel of John, chapter 13. And the account where Jesus is washing the feet of the disciples. He'd gone around the room and washed all the disciples. And uh, this is all of them. Judas is still in there. We're about to find out at the end of this chapter. <laughs> yeah. And so Jesus knew, okay, he knew that he was a betrayer. He'd already said that to them. He said, not all of you are clean. He knew one of them was unclean. And then he finishes this and he sits down with them, puts his outer garments back on. And he says, do you understand what I've done? And we saw this in the last episode. You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right. So I am. He said, if I'm the Lord and if I'm the teacher and I've washed your feet, you ought to, ought to wash one another's feet too. And then he shows him that this goes beyond just this particular event, okay, this particular thing. He says, I've given you an example that you should do just as I've done to you. It's not just the foot washing, okay? What he's telling them is that they are to walk in this attitude with one another. They're to walk in this attitude of humility because that was a very humbling thing to wash somebody's feet. It's also a very humbling thing to have someone wash your feet. Now, if it's a servant washing your feet, and that society is to be expected, et cetera, et cetera, okay? But, you know, he's letting them know we are to walk in humility both ways in this thing. And he finally told them in verse 16, Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. <laughs> He's about to send them out. He has sent them before, and they understood this. And when he sends them out, after he dies, it's going to be an even greater thing. He says, but the messenger is not greater than the one who sent him. Verse 17, if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. And see, Jesus is leaving room right there for the understanding that you can have the knowledge of this and not do it, okay? And, you know, we have a lot of that within the professing body of Christ where people have knowledge of these things, but they don't do it. They don't walk in humility among one another. Uh, people within the organizational church, that's rampant, oh gosh. But even with the organism, even within the true body of Christ, if we're not careful, we don't walk in humility before one another. And that's one of the chief things that we're called to do. Verse 18, Jesus continues to speak. I am not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but the scripture will be fulfilled. He who ate bread, my bread, has lifted his heel up against me. <clears throat> so the Lord is quoting a prophetic scripture that foretold what was going to happen. And he's telling him, he said, I know who I've chosen. Okay, But he said, I'm not speaking of all of you. He's already said, not all of you are clean. He says, but I know who I've chosen. He chose <clears throat> Judas. Why did he cho choose Judas? That the scriptures would be fulfilled. All the scriptures that were spoken about this one that would come. And here's one of them, that he ate my bread, but he's lifted his heel against me. <clears throat> then Jesus continues, verse 19. I am telling you this now, before it takes place, that when it does take place, you may believe that I am. Okay, 
and and the New American Standard and the King James and the Lexham, they don't include the he. Okay, English Standard Version says, I am he. He says, I'm telling you these things before they take place that you will believe that I am. Jesus is saying that I am the I am, that I am the Most High God. And I'm telling you these things. Verse 20, Jesus continues to speak. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever receives the one I send <clears throat> receives me. And whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. And he's already said this a couple times before. And he's going to be sending them out. And he says, I'm going to tell you this. If they receive you, then they receive me. If they receive me, then they've received Father who has sent me. <clears throat> Verse 21. After saying these things, Jesus was troubled in his spirit. <clears throat> and we saw earlier in previous episode, previous chapter, that Jesus was troubled in spirit because he knew what was going to occur. He knew what was happening. He knew the path that he was on. <clears throat> and, you know, we, we don't need to think that he was just, well, la-di-da-di-da-da, you know, this is why I'm coming, so I just got to put up with this for a little while. And it's going to be a little bit of pain or maybe a lot of pain. Then I'll be with the Father and all will be well. He wasn't like a days ago at all like that. It's one thing for the physical pain, but he knew the burden of sin that he was going to be carrying. He knew the separation that was about to come. He knew the various elements of the things. And in this case right here, he's troubled in spirit because he knew one of the elements. And the element is this. He knew that he was going to be betrayed. Look at all of verse 21. And after saying these things, <clears throat> Jesus was troubled in his spirit and testified, Truly, truly, I say to you, one of you will betray me. One of you will betray me. You know, the disciples were just going, well, what is that all about? Verse 22, the disciples looked at one another, uncertain of whom he spoke. Jesus is now narrowing it down. Verse 23, one of his disciples, whom Jesus loved, was reclining at table at Jesus' side. <coughs> so uh, this disciple is not named and that very fact that he's not named is really one of the hints that lets us know who he is. I think it's probably John who's writing this account right here because John never speaks of himself by name. But he's sitting at Jesus' side. Verse 24 says, So Simon Peter motioned to him, this is to the disciple whom Jesus loved, motioned to him to ask Jesus of whom he was speaking. <clears throat> you can imagine how the disciples were feeling and thinking, you know, who's he talking about? Which one of it is? John describing himself as the disciple whom Jesus loved. Well, Jesus loved all the disciples, but even the disciples seemed to be aware that there was a greater intensity of relationship between Jesus and this one. You know, Jesus had the disciples. He had the multitudes. Okay, so And it's a great little way of thinking of this. You see Jesus with a 5,000 plus. You see these numbers. You see him with a 4,000 plus. You see him sending the 70 out two by two, right? You see him with his disciples, with his 12. But among the 12, there were three that you see him with that he seemed to be closer with, and you see certain things happening with these three. And then out of the three, there was one. <clears throat> and there's nothing wrong with this, okay? I think it's actually reflective of the type of relationships that we have as people. 
Okay? It's not saying that we love one more than the other, but you love in a different way, and there's deeper and closer relationships. And even Peter was acknowledging this because Peter looks at the one sitting next to Jesus and gives him this look and motions to him to find out. Say, who, who is it he's talking about? Tell you what, we'll find out more about that the next time because our time's up right now. Again, I thank you so much for being with me, and I'll see you later.